What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Miss Shannon Paul is on vacation today. I am Tiffany Norton filling in, and I'm super excited to hang out again once again with my good friend now, Mimi Shoneman. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Good morning. And we also have Mr. Phil Olson as well. Yes. What's going on? Happy New Year. Happy New Year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, Phil, um, we always want to start out by getting your NMLS numbers. Absolutely. NMLS 238103, company NMLS 803095, an equal housing lender. Okay. So, Phil is all ready for the weather. He's got his shacket, his red and black shacket. <laughs> My lumberjack. Lumberjack. Oh, that's much more appropriate. Yeah. I, never, I look, look kind of like a lumberjack. You do. Today. You yeah. absolutely do. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. He's ready for some. Uh, He's got an axe. Some lumberjacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Cutting wood. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Phil. We've got some really good information for everybody today. Let me just give you a little bit of a highlight. So, uh, Phil starts with uh, following an expert called Barry Habib. And Barry put out a seven-minute video this past week, and Phil is going to kind of encapsulate that and tell us kind of what the projections are from the expert in the industry. Um, We're also going to be talking about the 10 tips that you need to think about prior to falling behind on your mortgage. Um, Folks, uh, the national news is saying that uh, foreclosures are just inching up ever so slightly. But I will tell you on a local front from just myself personally, Mm -hmm. I am getting calls from people who have been putting Band-Aids on top of Band-Aids during the pandemic and right afterwards and are really struggling with making mortgage payments on time. And so this particular topic is going to be very relative. If this is you or if this is somebody that you know, you need to have them reach out to us. There is absolutely no reason whatsoever with all of the equity that folks are holding in their homes right now for anybody to go into foreclosure. Um, it's absolutely, it would be the travesty of the universe. Yeah, having that conversation before things get too down the road, out of hand, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of things you can do to pivot. So if you are sitting where you know that oh no, um, I don't think we can do this this month. That is the point where you need to reach out and reach out to Phil and I um, so that we can talk you through with what options you might have available to you. Let me just share that uh, homeowners today have an average of 302000 in equity in their homes, and that's from the Deputy Chief Economist with First American. Of course, that's a na- nationwide stat, but... Um, it's, it's relevant for all of us, right? So we've been very good stewards with uh, not tapping into that. But Phil, you had a very interesting statistic that you were talking about uh, of your clientele. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I this last year, I've probably had anywhere between, you know, 50 to 70 of my clients, past clients that I know of, that, that's taken out home equity loans. Mm-hmm. And I would just tell the consumer there, there's a right time to tap equity and there's a wrong time to tap equity. 
And, you know, one of the things that, you know, we're going to talk about is, is cleaning up your financial house mm. doesn't mean that you're, you know, you're stowing your pictures away and put them in boxes or cleaning, you know, the, the, the fourth bedroom. Okay. Um, I will tell you right now, there's, I'm seeing a lot of people out there that, that are suffering pain, struggling, struggling. Absolutely. And, and their budgets are really, really tight. So I think in the in the segment we're going to talk about, you know, the top 10 tips to cleaning your financial health to prevent you, prevent you from even considering the words foreclosure, mm-hmm. because that that word right there shouldn't even come into the subject yes. without without some really good thought and analysis. Yeah. So what I, I do recall um, painfully from the the recession that we had, where we had all of the short sales and foreclosures, um, it'll be forever a scar on my mind. Um, folks, we understand the the need or not need, but we understand the reaction of financial hardship and putting your head in the sand like an ostrich. We understand that. We saw that happening over and over again. We don't want that to be you today, okay? Mm-hmm. We can help people who are struggling in that area. Um, do not let it get worse by having to file a foreclosure. Um, Phil? Well, believe it or not, I'm, I'm actually reaching out to a lot of clients right now, just offering them a free financial wellness assessment. Absolutely. It, you know? And, and that's really where the start is. I mean, the, the number one thing, the first step is to admit you have a problem. Yeah. You, you, you I've, have, been in, I've been in one of those meetings. Yes, yeah, but you have, to, you have to admit that <laughs> no, it's you, true. Hey, mm-hmm. you've got a financial problem because. But Phil, I think, I think that when a lot of times for folks that are not used to using a budget system or they've got it written out in a book. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. just even the word budget is enough to freak you out. Um, but really all it, it matters is you're writing down, okay, so this is how much this is going to cost me this month, every single category, and then putting down what you're going to be bringing in. And when those two numbers don't at least break even, that's when you know something has got to change. Well, I mean, here, here's the other thing. If, if you're only breaking even, that's not a good spot. You've it isn't got, a good you, spot. You know, you've got to be saving some money. You have to. Because if you're not saving any money when when stuff hits the fan, you have nothing to fall back on. Mm. Well, let's just talk about uh, different scenarios with folks that maybe are underemployed. Maybe they've gotten laid off. Uh, maybe their their industry is just down uh, right now or has been down for a while. So those are the kinds of situations where you it's easy to say, I'm just going to wait until it gets better. Um, sometimes waiting, you know, sometimes you just do need a minute to breathe and kind of recollect yourself. But really, um, what we have seen is sometimes it's very difficult to get over the, the hurt of the pride uh, that you feel in those situations. It can be very embarrassing. It, I mm-hmm. was just going to say the word embarrassing. It is yeah. because yeah. you feel naked. You're like, wait a minute. I'm an adult. Uh, you know, I, I'm respected. I, I, I know what I want. I, I, I'm, I'm not dumb. No, exactly. but, but you can you can inadvertently back yourself into a corner and you just got to uh, ask somebody. Yeah, I, I think I think another another word that we could use is failure. Okay, you're feeling 
potentially like, hey, I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. Why am I where I'm at? I don't want people to think that. We're going to go through these 10 steps, all right, of things to do that will put you in a much better financial position. And yeah, if that helps you buy a house, that's great. That's really not what our show is about today. It's more about appealing to what's going on in in the consumer's lives out there. Yes. Okay, folks. Um, so the good news is, let's give you some good news. Um, our showings, uh, thanks to uh, the Minneapolis Area Association of Realtors, and I believe they may be tracking showing time, um, are showing that our showing activity by price range in just about all categories has gone up. Um, so we've got categories that start with 199, $199,000, and they're in brackets of 50000 that go all the way up to a million plus. Um, so it looks like the categories of 350 or excuse me, 250 to 299 are way up year over year. And also the 300 to 399 just really off the charts. Um, we're seeing also some increases in the 400 to 499 in the 1 million plus categories are just showings are off the chart. Um, so that's very, very good news for our sellers out there or our potential sellers uh, because folks, uh, if you thought that maybe there were no buyers because of interest rate increases, that is absolutely not what we're seeing. Between two hundred and four hundred thousand, predominantly, that's your first-time home buyer. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest market segment right now that I'm seeing here in the Twin Cities. Over a million, those are your cash buyers. They're not taking out mortgages for the most part. They're paying. They're paying cash for the house. Okay, folks, we've got uh, new listings in the Twin Cities metro area. Of 3,609, that's up 5.5%. Our median sales price is 363,500. Um, our average days on market is three, is 39. And our month supply of inventory is holding steady at about 2.1 months of inventory when normal is between uh, five and six months of inventory for it to be balanced between buyers and sellers. So, folks, what that means is we still are very much in a seller's market. When people say, well, we're seeing seller concessions, we're seeing this and that. Yes, we're seeing some adjustments and some movement, but the data doesn't lie. We are in a seller's market. So prepare yourself when you're out there looking and you're out there writing your offers. Yeah, that's well, but that's good news, right? Because the showings are picking up, which means that we're having some listings, right? Absolutely. Love that. Well, you know what? We're going to continue this conversation. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. The Red Hot Real Estate Show will be right back on my talk. 1071. Welcome back, everyone, to the fine. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Red Hot Real Estate Show. I am Tiffany Norton filling in for Shannon Paul. And uh, we are in the middle of a, a, a great conversation uh, with Mimi Shoneman and Phil Olson. And we've been discussing what was it? Cleaning up our financial house. house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, tie it back to real estate. Mine's a little dirty. Oh, but now it's the time to do it. It's the new year, it's right? It's the new year. Yeah, it's a new year. absolutely. When could you know? it be better to get organized and and clean, um, folks? I do want to uh, encourage all of you that are looking or thinking about the values of your house to check out viewgreaterminneapolishomes.com. dot uh, There you can search uh, to your heart's content for all homes in the metro area including Western Wisconsin. All right, Phil, you um, uh, follow an expert we we all know of, Barry Habib. Uh, and so he had a, a really good seven-minute video that you uh, shared with everybody. 
Can you just recap that for us? Yeah, I'm just going to go over some of the main points. But Barry Habib is he's he's a three time Crystal Ball Award winner when it comes to mortgage and real estate. Frequently on CNBC, MSNBC, Fox Business, um, very very well known, very in tune to what's going on in the economy. So what is he what is he projecting in 2024? He is projecting that inflation will fall potentially slightly, mm. slightly. A little bit. All right. Um, what are some of the issues? As as he stated, supply and demand is weighted towards demand. What does that mean? That means that there are more buyers than there are sellers. And, he, and, and then he bro- kind of broke it out as to why that really is. Household forming, okay, per year is... Two million seven hundred thousand. Those are new households. Okay. Okay. So that there's two two million two point seven million more households. There's people forming new wow. households. I love that. Okay. All right. Now it's a lot. But here's the problem: number of new construction units built last year was one point four. Mm. So we've almost got double the demand. And when we think about forming households, that could be divorce. That could be uh, your children moving out of the house, going from a rental position to an ownership position. Uh, he did state there's no crash coming. The media, you hear it, they're trying to scare you. Well, guess what? Scary media brings in more people to watch. Mm. They're not telling you the good stories. All right? You know, let's talk about that for a second. Um, the mainstream media and you know, salacious types of headlines, et cetera, et cetera. Um, folks, we try very hard not to uh, not to overstate things here and give you sources that we trust. Um, you do have to be very care- careful with what you what you look at and what you believe. Um, but we we track it every single week. The inventory, the month supply of of homes that are available in the Twin Cities area. And I suppose when we, if if and when we ever were to see things to uh, shift dramatically in those numbers, then we would have to take a, a different look at it and say something is happening that's causing this dramatic shift. Currently, what we have seen is a, just a steady trickle of increase. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's my take on it, Phil. Home prices have gone up forty percent in the last three years. Crazy. Okay. Yeah, I would bet you in Minnesota right now, Levin County metro area, I know she came out with the statistic, Mimi, what was it, $302,000 people are sitting on? $302,000 nationwide average of home equity. I I would be willing to bet you here in Minnesota because our housing prices are less. People are sitting on $100,000 to $150,000 on average. Well, I, I would actually say that it would be more than that. But, okay. you know, I don't have anything to back that up right okay. at the minute. All right. A primary home investment breaks even. That means you're going from rent to buying a house. And then you've got closing costs, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, yes, your mortgage payment is going to be more than rent. But your break-even analysis is within two to three years of purchasing that home. And why is that, folks? It's called appreciation. It's called compound interest. 
every year your value goes up and you're paying down your principal, you're creating more equity for yourself. All right. Well, speaking of appreciation, um, I know in that same um, article that that you're you're surmising for us, Moody's. Uh, they predicted that we were going to have a 4% decline mm-hmm. in appreciation. But Barry Habib felt like we were going to have a 5% appreciation in 2024. So that's a nine-point swing. Yep. I personally feel, based on what we're seeing with uh, showings increasing, I believe that we in the metro area are going to see appreciation rates here. They projected in 2023 that housing prices would go down in the Twin Cities. They went up five and a half percent. There's too many people that want to live here. I mean, there really is. There's just there's just tons of demand. All right. He went on to also say some people are waiting for the perfect scenario. There is no perfect scenario. And what does that mean? There's people out there waiting to get a lower interest rate. Okay, but here's the problem for every one percent in reduction in interest rate. 5 million new home buyers are going to hit the market. Mm. So this is exactly what we've been talking about. We talked about it last week and we, and we've been talking about it. Yep. Everybody don't wait until everybody starts looking at the same time. As soon as interest rates get down into the fives, mark my words, we're going to revisit 2021 and it will be on Right now, what we're seeing is there's more of an equilibrium out there in the field. We're seeing sellers being uh, more reasonable. We're seeing buyers making really nice, uh, you know, considerate offers. Everything seems very equal-ish. So right now, while the interest rates are high, it's the perfect time. Winter is a great time in Minnesota to get out there and be looking at homes. Uh, Sellers are very motivated. Nobody wants to be scraping ice on the driveway. Um, Now is a great time. And then when interest rates do go down, then you refinance. Correct. All right. Barry Habib also went on to say that in 2021, 70% of all listings sold for over list price. Mm. Okay. 70%. Where are we at today? About 30%. So what Mimi just said about now is the time to jump in the market. Yes, you're going to have an elevated rate, but it's not permanent. The house is permanent, though. You getting into home ownership sooner rather than later allows you to reap the benefits of that compound interest. And the longer you stay out of the market, the more money you're going to lose. Now, there are there are reports that I put together. Uh, it's called a rent versus own analysis. I did multiple properties here this weekend in the Levin County metro area. I did not find one report that did not state that you're better off buying a house now than renting. Now, it's geographical. If you're in California, it might be better to rent or New York, all right, because it doesn't make sense to pay that exorbitant price for that house. Uh, But he does believe that this year will be a better year for mortgage and real estate than it was in 2023. Yes, I think so. Um, everything that we're showing is it is consistent with that. 
Um, Phil, let's just tell everybody what the best way to get a hold of you during the week to get mortgage questions answered. Easiest way to get a hold of me is give me a phone call, 651-238-6748. That's my cell number. Okay, folks, if you're looking for property or if you're just wanting to compare your house to what is going on in the market, be sure and visit ViewGreaterMinneapolisHomes.com. Now, we do also have our winter real estate sales and buyer guides. They're free. They're complimentary. All you have to do is request those here at the station, either by uh, messaging uh, using keyword red hot, or you can text guide to 651-578-2218. Hey, and you know what? Don't go anywhere. We're going to continue this conversation. We're getting into it now. And uh, yeah, we're on My Talk 1071. You are listening to the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Red Hot Real Estate Show. I am Tiffany Norton, sitting in for the lovely Miss Shannon Paul, and we are about ready to get into a top 10 checklist. Absolutely. I'm excited. Yeah. I, like, I like a list. Oh, this is this is I put together this list here over the weekend to help those consumers out there. Like I said, clean your financial house. And what I'm going to talk about right now does, is not going to be taking you a week. This will literally take you maybe three to four hours to do. Okay. All right. For those that are not maybe not very tech savvy, go to Google. Mm. First things first. Go to Google and print off. It is a budget example. All right. Also, Outlook has a budget. Excel has a budget in there. Oh, you mean like just in the software? In the software. Okay. 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 I like that. So your first step, I want you to gather your last 90 days of bank statements, checking and savings. And you're going to have to break it out. Revenue, that's that's money you're bringing in. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Then you have your debits, mm. all right? So what are those? You got your net family revenue. That's that's a positive. But then you got your home. Wait a minute. Wait a second. Net family revenue. Let's yep. talk about what that actually is for people who might not that's understand your that. your total net income coming in on a monthly basis based on the type of work you do. All right? And if you're a two-person household, you're going to want to combine the net family income. You have to know how much money you got coming in. All right. And this, this for the purpose of this example would be take home pay. Correct. 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 All right. Then you've got your home. Here's some categories, home, food, utilities, auto, education, insurance, credit card debt. But I want you to know what the interest rate is on that credit card. Then you've got your installment debt. What's that? That's your that could be your car loan. That could be a Jeep. That could be a RV. That could be a snowmobile. All right. Let's talk about what types of debt people might have that they forget about. Debt that you're paying a relative. Okay. You're paying paying back a debt maybe to a relative or a friend. All right. Um, another debt could be um, your wages are being garnished. Okay. Mm-hmm. For divorce. Whatever the case may be. Child All support, right. maybe. Child support. When you take your 90 days of bank statements, I'm looking for you to combine all the debt into these categories. Okay. Last is called your miscellaneous fun field. Miscellaneous fun field. What's that? That's going to the bar and having beers. Okay. That's 
going out to the restaurant. Got it. That's going to the casino. Mm-hmm. All right. That's vacations. That's you going to Macy's and buying Gucci purchase purses. Okay. All right. Next, be detailed when you evaluate your 90 day categories. And yep. then the go ahead. What does that mean? Be detailed. Give an example of how you would be or how you wouldn't be detailed. Make sure that you're not missing anything. Make sure you've got all your bank statements. You might have multiple different accounts. All right. I'll give you another example of a miscellaneous field. All right. Those services that we pay for apps on our phone. All right. Oh, sure. Like a fitness app or something. Whatever. And Mm -hmm. and they're charging you $10 Mm -hmm. a month. Okay. What I want you to try to do is I want you to try to reduce 80%, 80% of your fun field. How much is that per month? How much is that? I want you to know what that number is, and you're going to put that to the side. All right? All right? 80% of my fun. Yeah, 80% okay. of fun. Well, guess what? If you're experiencing pain, no, that's true. the easiest way to free up cash is to take away 80% of the fun field or the miscellaneous. All right, now, what's your next step? Now that we know what our numbers are in this in these categories, the first one you're going to do is you're going to look at your interest rates on your credit cards, and you're going to call those vendors to see if you can get your interest rate reduced, okay? Next, if you can't do that, you're going to look at getting a new credit card to replace the old credit card with a balance transfer. And there's a lot of credit card companies that will give you 0% interest for the first year. Yeah, those are great. Okay. Okay, so let's talk about that. So if somebody, uh, let's say it's Miss Tiffany here, calls her credit card company and she tries to get an interest rate reduction. Yep. Does that do anything to her credit no, score? No. Okay. What does a balance transfer to a, a lower or 0% interest do to someone's credit score? All that does is create a new, it creates a new liability, but it reduces a liability because it's a wash. You're taking one, one credit card to a different credit card. Okay. okay? So do you recommend that the, the credit card that you either lowered or took the money out of do you recommend keeping that and then just slowly charging to it? Kind of what's your strategy with that card? If if you're if we're going through this right now, you need to stop all credit card purchases. Got to stop. And does that not change the credit score if you're just not charging all of a sudden? Yeah, it'll probably have your score go up. Okay, great. Okay. That's what I'm trying to get to. All right. So, once you've done that, here's the question. What is the monthly savings? Put that to the side. Okay, now we've got the budget. We've moved out 80%. Now we've we tackled our credit cards. Next step, I want you to look at your installment loans. That's your car loan, all right? Uh, that's anything that you're paying on a monthly term. I want you to look at trying to refinance that to a lower interest rate. Or if you're in a really bad spot, you refinance it and you increase the term. I know that doesn't sound great, but our job here is to try to free up as much cash flow as we can 
that's going to allow you to be able to make your mortgage payment easier. And then guess what? With all this additional funds that we're saving, we could pull pile it back into our debt. Next step. I want you to call all, I want you to look at your utilities, cable, cell, landline, online services, apps that cost money. I want you to see what you can do. Excel Energy has a program. You're having a problem? Call them. They'll mm-hmm. work with you. But I want you to go through every single one of those. And guess what? It might come down to you switching from Verizon to another carrier. Okay. The idea is for us to slash and cut everywhere we can. All right. Next big one. Insurance costs are going up crazily throughout the whole United States. I want you to shop for cheaper insurance. Folks, if you really do need to shop your insurance, I would say annually, um, because it's interesting when you switch to a different company, um, the savings. Um, I, I don't really understand why that is, especially if you've been good, you know, good customer and yep. haven't had any incidents and that sort of thing. But that has been my personal experience is that it goes down when you make a switch. Um, so that's a very, very good tip. All right. Now, as a part of your insurance, you want to know what your deductibles are. Now, I'm not going to tell you to increase your deductible, but if you do increase your deductible, all right, yes, you're taking a chance. But if you increase your deductible, your insurance is going to go down on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. So with your utilities, what was the monthly savings? Put that aside. You shop your insurance. What was the monthly savings? Put that aside. You, You should be adding these columns up. Okay, because the ultimately the end goal is to see how much money we can save on a monthly basis. Next, everybody's got stuff at home we don't want anymore. Sell it. Sell it on eBay. I know you're not going to hold a garage sale right now. That's mm. that's not going to go over really well. But that's guess true. what? <laughs> but maybe but maybe we start cleaning our house out of all the stuff that we've got and either you put it on eBay or you do a garage sale. You know, okay, so I'm sorry, but I really think that that we've just hit on something new. I think we should have winter garage sales. Why not? Why not? Go in the side door and then you shop. Yeah. Why not? I think it's a great idea. You know what? We get a propane heater out in the garage. Yep. You know, we can Listen, bring in some racks. If anybody wants to have a winter garage sale, I'll sponsor it. I'll do a Facebook ad for you. Yeah. I'm promoting it. Yeah. I just want it. And we'll film it. It'll, yeah, be, well, it'll it, be a blast. It'll be a blast. I'd I'll, shop I'll, at I'll, one. I'll, Would I'll, you? Yeah. Guess oh, what? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll partner with you All on right. that All right. Fun All times. right. Let's go to the next, next step. Step number seven. Is it time to get a second job? Or can you ask your employer for a raise? Mm-hmm. Or can you ask your employer for overtime? And last but not least, is your situation bad enough to where maybe you need to reduce the amount of money you're having taken out towards your 401k? The idea here is to free up. We have a problem. We need to fix it. The quicker we fix it, the better off you're going to be. Well, let's do talk about that that one tip, uh, reducing the contribution to your 401k. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if your employer is not matching, makes sense, right? You would temporarily take that money and put it towards the mortgage that you're struggling to pay. 
and that would make total sense. And then when things got better, then you could go you, back. You can and always start it back up, up it up again. Now you might, your employer might require you to wait a year. Sorry to say. All right. All right. Step number eight, do a cash out refinance to consolidate. Yes, you might be sitting on a 3% interest rate. And yes, your new interest rate might be 6.5%. But maybe you're better off doing a cash out refinance versus taking out a home equity loan. Well, listen, I think based on the tips that we've just seen, we've we've all we've at least co- uncovered probably a thousand, two thousand dollars and just the things that we've done away with or are dropped. Correct. Um, versus having to change your interest rate and do a cash out refi. But when we come back from the break, we'll be talking. We'll finish up the tips and then we're going to talk about mortgage scams. Excellent. And you are listening to the Red Hot Real Estate Show on FM 1071. Welcome back, everyone. The Red Hot Real Estate Show. We are, we're staying warm in our studio. It's cold outside, but we, you guys are giving some really, really hot tips. I think for saving money and putting a little aside. I'm waiting for my phone to ring for somebody that wants a winter garage sale. We are waiting. If, oh, wait, there is a line ringing. So. <laughs> If if this is someone inviting us to sponsor the indoor winter garage sale, we're all about it. Well, let's do this. Yeah. Um, saving money is what we're talking about today. And folks, we do have this checklist available for you. All you have to do is uh, text 10 tips to 651-578-2218. And we'll send you a pretty little PDF with all of these tips. Now, if you, this is something that's resonating with you and you or someone you know is struggling to make mortgage payments right now, I want to just let you know what happens at 60 days. There is a a list that goes out called a notice of default, and it becomes public, and your phone will ring like it's never rang before. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't let it get to that, folks. If Really, the ideal time to call if you're struggling is before you miss the payment so that we can talk about your max possible options. Exactly. All right, Phil. And by all means, I mean, if somebody wants to call me and talk through their scenario, I'm glad to give them an unbiased opinion as to what they should do. Absolutely. All right, that cost them nothing. We're here for you. Yes, Second opinion is absolutely free. All right, Phil, we ended last segment with talking about uh, doing possibly a cash-out refinance, taking the equity from your home and using that to consolidate and consolidate debt correct what's the next tip all right these are your last two tips maybe negotiate a mortgage loan modification but understand there's a downside to that because if you're on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage they're going to move it to a 40-year mortgage all right and guess what if you think at a 30-year you're paying hardly anything down on your mortgage payment, be it your principal balance, it'll be even worse because they will move your mortgage term for from a 30 to a 35, or it could be a 40. It could even be more than that. Okay, folks. Um, mortgage modification, let me just give you um, a definition for that. Uh, it's when the homeowner negotiates with the lender to modify the interest on the loan the principal balance, or any combination of these to result in lowering your payment. Now, when we had the short sale and foreclosure uh, recession, yep. this is one area that I think caught people, uh, blind. it blindsided people. I don't, 
there were lots and lots of people that I dealt with that had called their lender and got a loan modification and were shocked when their payment didn't go down. It went up. Phil, can you talk to that? Well, I mean, there's I've seen some really bad modifications. Here's what I'm going to tell the consumer. Know what you're getting into. Know what's being offered. No, by the way, if you want to pick up the phone and call me and go, Phil, I'm negotiating a modification right now. I'd be glad to give you my input. All right. And I'll tell you, yes, that's good or that's bad. Absolutely. But I would say when you say that the modification in the hierarchy of things to do falls where? Very, very low. It's one of the last things. If you can't go through these 10 tips or eight out of the 10 tips and create enough cash flow, then maybe that's worth talking about. All right, next. Number 10, maybe it's time to sell the house. All right, sell the house, take the equity before Uncle Sam, the bank, takes your equity. Because in a foreclosure proceeding, folks, these banks charge, and these lawyers charge a lot of money, all right? And you're going to walk away with a lot less money. You're better off calling Mimi and going, Mimi, let's do a consult. Let's downsize. Let's take our equity. Let's clean up our house with the equity. And then guess what? You can rebuy another house. Absolutely. You Certainly, if you do these things and you need to sell your house when you're having struggles, that would be a good time to go ahead and sell your house, take that money, and then get your budget aligned, rent for a while, and then you haven't dinged your credit up. Yeah. You haven't done that, and so you can purchase um, even sooner whenever things get better. You might even sell your house, pay off your debt, increase your credit score, and, and 90 days later, buy another house that's more affordable. But you could also, when you cash it out, when you get your check at the closing, and like we said, the average equity across the country is 302000 So do not be surprised if you bought in the last several years that you already have equity built up in your house. And you can use that money to pay down your debts if you've got credit cards, if things have happened in your life, you've got medical expenses. Don't allow the bank to take your money do something proactively before and folks if you know someone if this is not you if this is a neighbor a friend a a relative if this is not you then please do reach out to us and you can reach me directly by text or phone at 651-578-2218 and uh, we would be happy to consult with you and give you some options and i know phil has already said that he's able to do that as well And so this checklist is available to you on request. All you have to do is text 10 tips to 651-578-2218 and ask any questions. Awesome. Awesome. So Mimi, I put together where we put together six types of mortgage scams to watch for because when people go through financial hardship, I'm sorry to say, folks, there's people out there. Yeah. There is that want to take advantage of you. Predatory lending. Predatory lending and also predatory on our seniors. Mm. And believe me, oh, that ticks me off. It ticks me off big time because I've seen people fall for some of these scams. So you want to, what's the first one, Mimi? Well, we have a disclosure in Minneapolis in our purchase agreements now, thankfully, that talks about mortgage fraud. Um, 
or wire fraud, excuse me. Um, so anytime that you are starting to the home search process or home sale process, most of the time people are very excited about that. A lot of people will post something on social media. Oh, we're out house hunting today or we got the house organized for our photos. Folks, I would say that you would be better served to keep that confidentially to yourself what instead of posting things online. I never would have thought of that and that is so smart. Yep. I mean, of course. I mean, now they now they know. Now they're sniffing around, right? Well, because you've yeah. There's also government reports that are public. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That these scammers are going to pull. Okay. Now, if, 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 go ahead. Were you changing subjects? I was just going to go to, you know, foreclosure scams. Okay. Well, I do also want to let you know that once someone has committed fraud, wire fraud, it's almost impossible to get that money back, folks. Um, So it's very easy for people to uh, use fake logos to make it look like it's a realistic title company asking you to to wire funds. This is for your closing folks. When Phil and I work together, we always tell people you don't do any wire transfers or money anything until you pick the phone up and do a second verification by calling us personally on our on our line that you have. And, you know, our voice now. If we tell you it's good to go, then it'll be good to go. So that's the check and balances. I, I tell people if if the title company will accept it, I want you to bring a certified bank check directly. Don't wire unless the title company's requiring it. All right, foreclosure scams. Folks, be careful. If you're falling on hard times, there are people out there that are going to try to scam you out of your house. And they're they're going to offer you money to sell. What I would tell you, if you're, make, you're receiving those types of offers, you call Mimi. All right? Talk to Mimi. Let's get you top dollar for your house. These people that are scammers, one, you're not going to get top dollar for your house, but you might get totally screwed by these people. Folks, if it sounds too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. And so we welcome all of our listeners to give us a call. Let us know if we can help you buying, selling, investing. That's what we do. Fantastic. Hey, you guys, it always goes so fast. Thanks so much. The Red Hot Real Estate Show. I am Tiffany Norton, and you have been listening to Mike Talk 107.1.